In today's episode, you will hear from Lionel Lim, who has created a very high ticket fitness training program and his strategies he has incorporated along the way. You will also hear the polar method that he uses when teaching others, the best ways to get students to consume lectures from your own online course, and how he is able to raise capital for the production of online courses before they're even created. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. Hey everyone, thank you for checking out the podcast today. We have Lionel Lim with us from fitnessbusinesscollege.com. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you, Jeremy, for inviting me on your podcast. Yes, definitely. We're really happy to have you and just uh, to dive into your story and how you started with online courses and uh, we where you're headed next. So why don't you just go ahead and start off and give us a little bit of story about um, what you were doing before online business and creating online courses and uh, how did you get into creating online courses? Okay, so I used to be very skinny in fact, I was stick thin and weighing only 55 kilos. So my confidence was at rock bottom. It really affected me a lot because I was also name called and I was given a lot of nicknames. In fact, I was even bullied in class and had my pants pulled down when I was in school. So it was very embarrassing to me. And I always wondered why I couldn't pack on muscles like the rest of the guys did. So after many years of hesitating, I finally picked up the courage to join a gym. That was when I started experimenting the different techniques, workout strategies, programs, and finally built the dream muscles I wanted. So one thing led to the other, and with my newfound confidence and dream body, I entered a couple of national competitions, and I realized that even though I wasn't placed in the top five, at least I walked away with some experience and I translated that experience into a successful personal training business. So to answer your question, I was in fact a personal trainer before I started creating online courses. So after I became a personal trainer, I decided to capitalize on my knowledge and expertise to help other skinny guys pack on muscles the way I did. And that was how I grew my fitness business. And one thing led to the other, And basically what happened was I realized that I was able to attract just like a magnet did the dream clients I've always wanted. And I thought, hey, since I have a system, why not I put everything together and I teach other personal trainers how they can possibly do the same to build, to grow and to scale their fitness business. And that was the angle I took in 2016 when I launched my online program. Okay, so you launched your program. What what did that program look like when you first got online? Were you just doing live coaching online or did you just put it directly into a course? What, what did that look like? Okay, in 2015, I actually sketched out the outline of the course, but 2015, it was still a face-to-face course, which means that someone registered for the program I would conduct a physical workshop and I'll guide them and coach them along. Then 2016, I decided to 
move everything online, which means that once they enrolled for the program or they paid for the program, they'll be given a unique membership ID to log into a portal. So everything was done online. It was like a do-it-yourself system, which means they come, they learn, they internalize. And then, of course, if they have any questions, there's a three-month mentoring program that follows after that, which means that for three months, I will be there to help them with their questions, their queries, their challenges, but they first have to assess and finish up the materials, which consists of like videos, audios, scripts, strategies, exams on the portal before they actually start prospecting, closing and training their clients. Oh, very nice. It sounds like you have a lot of stuff in the course um, to help out. How do the, how does the actual course uh, look like when you are teaching online, whether it be through the live or through videos? Because I know, you know, fitness, I've always wondered how people go about doing fitness videos. So are you, um, are you doing slides or is it videos of you sh- uh, doing the workouts? What does that actually look like? Okay. Because what I offer is not actually a program that teaches you how to get fit. Rather, I work from the other angle. Basically, I help fitness enthusiasts turn their passion into a profitable business without any prior experience or branding or client base, which means I teach people who are interested to kickstart their fitness program. I give them a fitness business in the box model. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. if you if you're already into fitness and you are thinking about starting your own business, yes. then that's, that's what you're helping out with. Correct. Correct. That's why I call it a blue ocean strategy. And later on, I'll share the marketing strategies I use as well. Yes, I'm definitely mm-hmm. excited to get into that. Um, so when when you first put this out back in uh, 2015, 2016, what what was that like? You know, was it were, did you have a plan or were you just kind of throwing something up and, and seeing what happened? How, how, how did those early stages feel to you? Originally, when I first started, I had an idea of what I wanted to achieve. And that was, I did not want to continue living the life of a personal trainer, having to spend 12 to 15 hours in the gym, helping people to work out. Yes, although it's my passion, but I don't foresee myself doing it for the next 10 years. So what I did was to have a game plan in hand and to move into a blue ocean strategy. Because many people, when they talk about a fitness business, they're talking about, hey, Jeremy or hey, Lionel, they're actually helping me to get fit. So I'm not helping you to lose weight. I'm not helping you to build muscles. So people who onboard the program, I assume they already have basic to good fitness knowledge. They know how to work the machine. They know how to use their body weight. They know how to actually structure a decent training program. So what we actually do is we package them, we brand them, we position them, and we help them source for prospects and teach them how to close, how to handle objections, and to kickstart their fitness business. Oh, very nice. Now, how were you finding people in the beginning? Like when you started putting everything online, was it just word of mouth or did you have a strategy for getting people into the program? There was actually a strategy. So what I did was I joined certain fitness communities and I showed them the results of my clients. And I said, hey, if you would like to find out how I can actually help the client transform, and turn it into a viable business, then you could contact me. 
So initially, the, it was a combination of word of mouth, social media, as well as just putting yourself out there, writing more articles, blogs, promoting yourself to the fitness community, doing more geeks like speaking engagements, nutrition talks, corporate wellness programs, just putting my, my name out there so that more people know me, they interact with me online, and of course, from there, one thing led to the other. You mentioned in the beginning your blue ocean strategy. So for anyone who's not familiar with that term, can you elaborate a little more on what that is and how it's worked for your business? Okay, sure. The blue ocean strategy is actually the second step in my polar system, which I'll share later. But since you've asked me, so the blue ocean strategy is basically finding a niche, which nobody else is doing. Because if you are fighting with other people or competing with other people for the same fish in the same ocean, there's going to be a lot of blood. So we call it a bloodbath and the blood is red in color. So you don't want a red ocean strategy. So when I relook the fitness industry, most of the fitness trainers, in fact, all of the fitness trainers in Asia or Singapore where I come from, they're actually building their fitness business based on how they help a client achieve a body transformation, whether it's going to be weight loss, whether it's going to be muscle building. But for me, having been there and done that as a personal trainer for more than six years, I've decided that, hey, I've got enough experience. I've got enough results to show. But what's the next step forward? What's the step forward that can give me that quantum leap so that I can ensure I'm one step or many steps ahead of my competitors and also I have longevity in the business? That was when I completely overhauled the module in the model and I said, hey, since I have been successful in attracting the type of prospects I want and I'm able to build rapport rather easily, handle their objections and close them, why not I structure everything into a program and then I teach wannabe fitness trainers or personal trainers who have problems attracting clients, even though they may have nice bodies, why don't I just teach them this program? And if things work out well, then I'll do it on a long-term basis. So that was my train of thought when I first started off. So the Blue Ocean strategy, to put it shortly, is to look at what your competitors are doing now and overhaul the entire thing. So for example, if everybody is doing face-to-face -face training, a blue ocean, that is Red Ocean, then a Blue Ocean strategy would be to do everything online. So it's to do everything completely different from what your competitors are doing. Gotcha. Yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you said that was the second part of your strategy. So let's talk about your marketing strategy. Uh, you mentioned that was the second part. What is the first part and what are the other parts of that strategy? Okay, so basically I have a system which I call POLAR, P-O-L-A-R. POLAR, the first, the P actually, the P is actually a abbreviation because there are actually three Ps. So before you actually decide on what you want to do or what program you want to design or who you want to attract, you need to be familiar with the three Ps. So any business needs to revolve around your passion, your proficiency, and your profits, which means that, number one, your passion, you need to be really passionate about what you do because if you're not passionate, then your business will not last long. The second P is actually proficient, which means that you need to be good or even an expert in what you do. And the last one is we build businesses 
because we believe in the MED principle. MED stands for I make a dollar while I make a difference. So we're not running social enterprises. We're not running charities. So your business has to be in the black and not in the red. So when you combine your passion, your proficiency and your profits, you're able to find out, hey, so this is what I'm good at. This is what makes me money. And this is what makes me happy. So this, this is the first P in polar. So I've already explained O, which is the ocean, the blue ocean. I'm going to move on to LAR. L, the next step is the third step, which is L. L is actually for list. So like what I hinted earlier, who will your cause appeal most to? That's the most important. So for me, I'm very clear who my target market is. So basically, I track two groups of people. The first group will be fitness enthusiasts, which means that they have the body, then the early 20s. They are probably in the polytechnics universities. They work out three to four times a week. They like to pose in front of the mirror, selfies, etc., etc. So <laughs> these are the I attract. The second group of people I'm attracting will be people who are tired of working for a commercial gym. So they are existing personal trainers. So basically, I attract these two groups of people because the second group, the existing personal trainers, they're like, okay, I'm sick and tired of working for the commercial gym because the working hours are long, the pay is So I want to come up and start my own business and be my own boss. But they are thinking, hey, when I leave the commercial gym, I cannot bring my clients along because that's against the company policy. So how do I start from scratch? So these are the two groups of people I attract. So your list will be basically who do you appeal most to? And if possible, are you able to get them to pay you first? I learned this concept from Apple. The, realize, the reason why is because I've been asking myself, why do iPhones sell so well? It's because Apple does a pre-sale even before the next iPhone is launched mm -hmm. and they get the money in the bank and they're able to do promotions, they're able to do gigs and, and events, et cetera, et cetera. So I learned this, app, this concept from Apple, which is called pre-sale. So basically you can pre-sell your program. And if someone onboards the program, you could actually just take a deposit and for them to actually just top up the balance once they receive the program or the online course. So L stands for list. Who does it appeal most to? Okay. A in Polar stands for asset. So once you have the list and you have pre-sold, you can start building the course. So my biggest advice for all my friends listening up here is that do not build your course before you sell it. You should reinvent the wheel. You should sell your course before you start building it or constructing it. That's very important. Because you can build the most beautifully aesthetically looking course, with effects, et cetera, et cetera, but no one buys it, then it's going to be a complete waste of your time. So I would rather sell it before I build the course. So A is now you have some money in the kitty. Okay, you can hire a designer. You can do a membership portal, which is what I did. Put all your assets online. And for me, I chose a membership portal because I could have I could know who will be assessing the system and the membership portal allows me to know who will be assessing the system, how many times they assess, what materials they download, and once they've completed that particular module, they will check it off. So it gives me an overall view as to who is assessing and who is not assessing the program. So that's very important. So you create your course content on or asset on your own website. I know that there are other 
uh, platforms out there such as Udemy, Trainable, etc., etc., where you can also put your course content there, but there is a monthly fee we need to pay. So mm-hmm. the thing you need to really do weigh is whether you want people to come to your website and become your community, or whether you want to put your course on another portal, pay the monthly fee, and of course, you may have to compete with the rest of the competitors. So that's A for me, asset. Okay. Okay, R is basically the last part of polar. It simply means rinse and repeat. So once you have a list, you continue building the list, continue pre-selling, you have built your asset, you rinse and repeat by collecting testimonials. So for every student who has gone through the program, they have seen results, they have gotten back their investment, their return on investment, they have two times, three times, 10 times their investment, I will actually invite them to do a testimonial. So it's a video testimonial. And very often, video testimonials are great because you can't fake a video testimonial, but you can probably fake a written one. So unless they are good actors or actresses, you can't really fake a video testimonial. So they will emote, they will share their beginnings, the origin stories of how they've come a long way, how much they've earned, how grateful they are, and what are the next steps forward for them. So the video testimonial actually works as a success story for me. Just like how most trainers will collect testimonials of before and after transformation. So it's the same way I collect video testimonials. And what I do is I consider raising my prizes. So R, besides standing, besides representing rinse and repeat, I also take it to represent raise my rates. So when I started off, the online course was at X amount. Now I've raised it. Because over the years, you've seen many dozens of success stories. So in short, that stands for polar. Is This is what it, um, polar that is. So to, to sum it up, polar is like P-O-R, P-O-L-A-R. P stands for passion, proficiency, profits. O stands for ocean, in particular, the blue ocean strategy. L starts for list, which means that you need to start knowing who do you appeal most to and if possible to pre-sell them. A stands for asset. So once you have pre-sold your dream list, you should start building your asset either on a common website or you can build your own membership site on WordPress, which is very affordable. The last R stands for rinse and repeat. And once you have rinse and repeated the efforts enough, it's time for you to raise your prices. Awesome. That is a, a great strategy, a very... Uh, succinct and easy way for people to remember. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I follow a pretty similar strategy. I think you've laid it out a lot better than I have, but uh, I, I agree with everything you've said. Are you struggling to create your first online course? Do you have an idea for a course topic, but don't know how to get started? It can be hard trying to figure out everything that goes into course creation. How do you outline your course? How do you set up the technology to create the content? How do you publish it so that you can begin helping others and making money immediately? We know it can be difficult for first-time course creators. That is why we have designed the Start Your First Course Challenge. Our goal is to help you get that online course published within a couple of weeks. That means that you can get your digital product to market without wasting a bunch of time. We will show you how with the easiest methods possible that we have learned and crafted over the years. You'll learn how to choose a topic, outline your course, script what you want to say, and then record the material. After that, 
you'll discover how to set up the platform and publish it, all with a simple system that's guaranteed to get you results fast. Beat your procrastination by taking action today. Go to startyourfirstcourse.com now to sign up. That's startyourfirstcourse.com. See you in the challenge. Let's talk about a moment for Anna pre-selling your course because I know that that is something that hangs up a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. They hear that people can pre-sell a course, that you can sell something before you've made it. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of people have a problem with that. They don't understand the strategy or they think that it can't be done. Uh, even some people disagree with it completely. So can you elaborate a little more on the pre-selling? Uh, how do you go about that? And what would you say to someone who you know, hasn't done that before and maybe is struggling to pre-sell their course? I think pre-selling is the new norm. It's definitely the new norm. Just like because COVID-19 pandemic hit, so many gyms are shut, people cannot operate, they cannot exercise. So people are forced to adopt online or virtual training as a new norm. So therefore pre-sell or pre-selling something before you actually construct it is something you have to get used to. Very often, people are afraid to pre-sell because they do not know their material is good enough. And perhaps they may not even be confident as to deliver what they have pre-sold their prospect. So if you want to pre-sell, you have to make sure that the offer is sexy, and more importantly, after you have taken or you have received the deposit or the, the money from your prospect, you must be able to deliver the product on time or even before the delivered time. That's very important. So what you can do for a pre-sale is to tell people that, hey, I'm only giving 10 seats out for the first 10 people who actually register. They trust me. Okay, I'm going to give them massive value. I'm going to give you bonuses. Or the other extreme end could be, I'm going to give you a massive discount. But I am for the former group, which means that I would rather give you extra coaching, extra resources, and extra help, and not do a price slash. Because doing a price slash is actually a no-brainer. So if you do like 50 bucks, I do 25 bucks, there's no end to it. And people will normally just go for the cheapest product or the cheapest service in the, in the world. And that is not going to do you any good. So in order to do a good pre-sale, you need to know who to target. Why are you targeting that? And you need to know what will make them tick. So in other words, what is that pain factor? Assume, Jeremy, you're a doctor now. What is your pain you're experiencing? So once you know the pain, you aggravate the pain so much that they have no choice but to look you up. They have no choice but to cooperate with you. They have no choice but to buy your product because your product, your service is just placed in front of them. Your product, your service promises to deliver ABC, which will alleviate the pain and give them pleasure. Nice. I like that. That's really, that's a good way of looking at it. So when you, when you want to pre-sell, um, you, you have your idea and you want to go out and you 
try to pre-sell your your product that's going to eventually be your course or your asset. Uh, yes. What are you are you offering anything for that pre-sale price immediately, or is it just hey, I'm going to launch a course and collect the money now, and then in a week or two weeks, um, I'll build out the course. How, how does that process look like? Okay, for for me, right. Because like what I said, I am pretty active in the fitness community. I've made a name for myself. So what I did was I actually got people to sign up as affiliates. So that's not a strategy. So you can actually do an affiliate strategy, get people who are equally passionate about fitness, rope them in as your affiliates, tell them to spread the word about your about to be launched course so that they can pre-sell the course for you as well. So instead of you having to do all the pre-selling yourself, you could get your affiliates to do the selling for you. So very often, for example, there is this term called the X degree of separation. So I may not know you, Jeremy, but if I know a friend who knows you, and if the friend, my friend pre-sells the course to you, it is so much more effective than me selling it to you. Because you trust your friend, there's the trust element there. Right. So you're you're using affiliates to leverage other audiences that people yes. can reach. Right. This will be what I call the cold audience, which means that people who may be interested, but they need a little bit of nudge, a push and some cajoling. So you need to turn the cold audience into a warm audience. And then from warm, you've got to turn them on to red hot. The other way you can do pre-sale is primarily through Facebook ads which I run as well. So you can run Facebook ads and say, that, hey, I'm going to launch this particular course and Facebook allows us to do laser target targeting. So you can just target the age group, the gender, the location, the hobbies, the interests. So people who are into the fitness niche, people who are your guys or girls, whoever your, your target audience is, they will see your ads. So when they see your ads, they will click on it. And of course, your, your ad copy has to be good. So basically, in order to, to be good in online courses, it's not just designing the course. But to me, the offer must be good. The pre-sale must also be good. And of course, the, the course itself must deliver results. Because if your course delivers results, then the second pre-sale which you do for version 2.0 or version 3.0 before you raise your price will be so much more easier. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when you are sending people to uh, the ads, when when you get them on your ads and they click, where is that sending them? Is it straight to a landing page that talks about the pre-sale of the course or are you doing some kind of opt-in or lead magnet before that? Okay, so when we do Facebook ads, typically if you click on the, the ad, it sends you to a workshop. It sends you to a workshop. So what happens is um, people will sign up for the workshop, they will turn up, and then we will share with them what this whole online program is about, what this whole program is about, and then we will get them to opt in. Because it's always easier to convince if you have an opportunity to speak to them face-to-face. -face. No one will actually pay, a pay for a high-ticket online program, which is like a four-figure four program, just by clicking on an ad and then 
whipping up the Stripe or PayPal or credit card. Nobody will do that. They must, they will right. be crazy. So in order to sell high ticket, because my item is high ticket, so you're going to sell high ticket uh, online program. The best way is to get launch Facebook ad, invite them to a webinar or online, pro, uh, online course or a briefing. And at the end, if they stay towards the end of the webinar or briefing or workshop, you can dangle a carrot, which means you can give them a free ebook. You give them the five strategies on how to succeed. So these strategies will tease, but they will still point to the online program as the next level, as the next logical choice. Okay. And what does that workshop look like? Is that a one-on-one -on -one workshop or is it just a, a video they watch? What, what does the workshop look like? Okay. The workshop is actually a physical workshop. So we will actually pack the room with our intended audience, invite them down on the evening after work, about seven, about seven to 10, spend about three hours with them, sharing with them the developments of the fitness industry, how does it work, the, the, the progression, how do they go from there, and how our online program will actually help them move to the next leap. Okay, and this is a physical in-person event that you're talking yes, about. Yes, correct. And of course, okay. because COVID-19 has, has hit, so we have moved that physical online, a physical program to a webinar. Okay. Yeah. And, and how long, uh, whether it be the in-person workshop or the webinar, about how long is that typically? Is it an hour, a couple hours? Okay, normally we plan for two and a half hours. So we will spend about two hours sharing what we have done, why we are trustworthy, what other clients see in us, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the next half hour will be spent getting their buy-in on the online program or online course. And of course, those people who are interested, they will stay back. They will have more questions to ask. They will engage them one-on-one. -on -one. For those who are like wishy-washy, they leave the room. They say, oh, I need to think about it. They give you an excuses. Oh, this is so expensive for me, et cetera, et cetera. We say thanks, but no thanks. But then once they have leave, we'll retarget them. Okay, so you're uh, taking notes of the people who are interested and not interested and anyone who doesn't show interest, then you'll go back onto Facebook and retarget them again? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, no, we're not going back to Facebook to retarget them because we have already we already have their emails and and their phone numbers from the Facebook ads, right? So what right. we do now is we will just target them by sending them emails, and okay. we will downsell them a program, which means that you have a high ticket online course. You also have an abridged version of the online course, which means I have two versions. One mm -hmm. is a high ticket, which means it's the full blown version. And the other one is a watered down version, which means that if you have the materials of the watered down version, you're good to go. But if you have the materials of the high ticket online program, you're destined for success. <laughs> yeah, this, this sounds like a really good strategy. I like this. Uh... And what happens is I've had a few guys, they bought the, they bought the watered down version. And after going through the modules, they actually looked me up and they say, hey, I want to get your online, I want to get the full-blown version. I'm like, sure, you should have got it a year ago. And these <laughs> people, they're actually tracking my, they're actually tracking me. They're tracking my success. They're following me on IG and Facebook and all the social media. They're actually seeing how I conduct my business, how I help my students succeed. So how, so besides selling your program, being able to sell your program is one thing, but how you 
live your life with authenticity. That's very important. So it's not right. just about selling online programs. It's how you help other people succeed. Because to be honest, I have bought online programs myself, okay, from other other gurus or whatever. But I find that the quality of the materials, it's is questionable. That's one. And number two, some online programs, you just don't feel that there is a flaw structure. Mm-hmm. So for me, the structure of the online program is very important because I'm treating everyone as a newbie. They're coming onto my fitness business college. It's just like you come to college, you learn. There's like year one, year two, year three before you graduate. So it has mm-hmm. to be systematized, number one. And number two, you need to have certain pit stops or checkpoints to make sure that they have internalized the lesson and they take action. So if people consume causes, and we know how people will think. Most people, they buy a course, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, but they don't finish the course. So let's be honest about it. Most people, they buy courses, but they don't finish it. So in my case, what I do is I offer a kick in the butt service. So once you buy the program, I will check in with you because it's because a three-month mentoring. I will check in with you, make sure that you have done your homework, you've attempted the exams, and then the excitement comes because I will nudge you to take action to actually source for leads or we will pass you leads as well, close the leads into prospects and we will go through each case study. So why were you successful in this case? Why were you not so successful in this case? And once they close the first client, they just take off from there. Yeah, this is a, this is some really good information, Lionel. I, I appreciate you sharing this with us. Um, it sounds like that's a, just a really good strategy. I like how you're doing the in, in-person workshops because it feels like you can really build a lot of trust and repertoire with people Definitely. right there in the event and then make that sell and follow up with them and help them along their path. So thinking about the past five, uh, was it four to five years, six years that you've been doing this, what are what are some mistakes or some pitfalls that you've actually had that might help out someone who's just starting their journey listening to this podcast? That something you uh, might have made a mistake and you would do better in the future, or if you were talking to someone who's just starting out, what what is something that um, someone new could look out for? I think the most important thing is don't be too ambitious which means that your online program should not be an encyclopedia because it will not, and it's not supposed to serve everyone. So the mistake I made was I wanted to jam pack my online course with everything from A to Z. And then I told myself, I said, Hey, if I have an online course, which is going to stretch for six months, nine months, or even to a year, I don't think the participants will be able to finish the materials and they can't start earning. So I decided to reposition the course as a learn as you earn. Because people are practical creatures. They buy a program for one of the three reasons. It's because of health, relationships, or wealth. So in my case, people who buy, they are already healthy but they want to start a fitness business. They want to know how to to be able to start earning. So I focus on the wealth. And if I have a program that stretches for a year, because there's so much materials inside, people will not have time and the bandwidth to take action. Granted that some of the participants are working, 
already are full-time students. So what I did was I condensed the course and only retained the essence of it. So for example, instead of having 20 videos, I only have 12 videos. And every video is short because people have short attention span. You do not want to record a video which is like an hour long because people would rather watch a YouTube video and be entertained than be educated. So my videos, the longest video is four minutes. The shortest video is one and a half minutes. If I can say whatever I want to say, if I can share what I want to share in one and a half minutes, so be it. You don't have to stretch other people's time. The most important is you must also have an actionable step or a few actionable steps inside the video or inside your program, which nudges people forward and gets them to take an action. Because if they're just here, they listen, oh, I think, yeah, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, they leave the course and they say, hey, I just spent a few thousand bucks or I just feel a few hundred dollars on this particular program. Yeah, it's useful, but so what's next for me? I do not want my participants and I also do not want my fellow online course creators to have this lingering feeling because it's not a good feeling. And then you will, you will face problems like, oh, I want my money back. You know, I, I, this course is trashy. And then when word of mouth goes out, then of course your course will not have longevity. Yeah, that's some, that's some great advice. Keep it short and sweet and actionable. Short and sweet and actionable. And most importantly, it's targeted to your market. Because if you have other materials, good for you, you can create a second online course. Right. So if it's so being very, very decisive about who it is that you want to help, that way it speaks directly to that person. That's right. Very good. So um, we're coming up on our time here. It's been such a pleasure uh, talking to you. Um, where do you see yourself going forward from here? It sounds like you've had some great success. You have a, a really well-oiled machine in place. Uh, everything is systematized and you're doing really well. Where would you like to see yourself going forward from this point? My dream would be to bring my online course and offer it to anyone in the world. Because currently I'm based in Singapore, so I'm targeting the locals. But I foresee that in the next six months, I'll be moving out to the rest of the parts of Asia because I believe that I have something good to offer. And if they don't take up the course, then it will be at their loss. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's great. I mean, the beauty of online business and online courses is that you're able to do that. You're of able course, to course, yes. spread it globally. Um, what right now is one of the best things that's working for you? What, what would you consider is just really working out great right now um, that someone could implement immediately today? That would definitely be helping others succeed. Because when I first decided to embark on the online course and create it, it was not just to make money. But more than that, it was to create a good bonding with the community and to help other people succeed. Because when other people succeed, 
they will be naturally happy, they will be grateful, and more importantly, they will help you spread the good words of your course. And the course sells by itself. So now I have graduates telling me, hey, I have a friend who wants to enroll in a high ticket program. I'm like, sure, just bring him on board. There's no need to do a face-to-face -face Zoom meeting. There's no need to actually conduct classes. People just sign up because their friend told them too. Hey, you got to get Lionel's fitness coaching program because it really works. You see, I made how much money in the past three months. So people are people actually onboard themselves automatically. Hmm. So for people out there who are with, uh, um, about to embark on the program, please make sure that your program works. Because once it works, it will become an automatic salesman by itself. That's awesome. That's some great advice. Uh, we just appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing these strategies. Uh, you've given us some really, really good gold nuggets that I think that people can take away from and use for their own online business and online courses. So where can people find more information about you? Okay, cool. So if they're interested in getting my online fitness training coaching program, which is designed for both existing personal trainers and for fitness enthusiasts, they can head over to fitnessbusinesscollege.com. That is fitnessbusinesscollege.com. Perfect. Thank you, Lionel, so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, I just hope you have continued success and reach that global audience that you're, you're trying to strive for. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for having me on your show. And I look forward to perhaps maybe you could create a course together in the near future as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, de definitely. That'd be wonderful. All right. Well, take care and have a great day. Okay, cool. Thanks again, Lionel, for coming on the show and sharing your expertise. You can find out more about him and his business by visiting fitnessbusinesscollege.com or you can get the show notes of this episode along with links and resources by visiting onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash four. Stay tuned next week for another amazing episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Online Course Igniter podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss an episode. If you would like to learn more marketing strategies and how to sell your online course, then also check out our free community where we share tips, tricks, and tutorials at onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.